Hello, welcome to the Daily Cron for Thursday, June 6, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton, and we're up to day four of WWDC 2019. And today I want to talk a little bit about Combine. Because as I was watching the videos today and thinking about what I've seen already this week, it's really clear, and it's not like Apple's keeping the secret or anything, they keep reiterating this, that a lot of the features that are most exciting this year uh, around Swift UI and binding finally coming, you know, to iOS. Uh, it, it's it's all from the use of combine, not combine. I think, although I heard, I heard present present presenters say combine and combine, but it's called combine. And uh, I saw some great talks on that today live. Uh, Although it's still kind of mind blowing from what I understand on Twitter, it is very much like, um, as I suspect, is very much like uh, the uh, React stuff that's already existed. Uh, but it's uh, it's still it's still a little hard for me to follow during the presentations exactly what was happening. There's a lot of new terminology with this stuff, um, and uh, just there's just so many there there's so many pieces that you can combine together. Um, cause it's a very, uh, it's a, it's an API that's really designed around the compos the, the idea of, of composition and of flow. So it's, it's really about it, As I say, it's a declarative framework for processing values over time, but it, it can be used. It's, it's actually basically is being used to kind of re-implement certain publisher subscription type APIs we're used to. So things like notification center now is, is kind of a, Combine implementation, um, things like KVO, like stuff where you've been observing uh, things. Uh, and then we have, of course, bindables, which have existed in AppKit before, but now are a new thing here. So what was made also clear to me as I was watching these talks today, especially about like Swift UI stuff, is that when you're using Swift UI, you are not implementing uh, view controllers as intermediaries anymore. And I, I thought that was the case, but they made it explicit in one of the talks. Uh, I don't even know if it was a Swift UI talk, but they just kind of said it, you know, that the, the, this combined framework and the, the things they built on top of it means that you have direct connections between your source of truth, which is your model, you know, and your user interface views, uh, specifically like Swift UI views. So there is no necessity for that intermediary UI view controller. So even though I did watch uh, this talk later in the day about using mastering Xcode previews, I'm still not 100% sure how you build an app with all this stuff, uh, although they went through lots of examples of interoperating and stuff like that. But uh, I guess you, you build your, your user interface layer if you're using exclusively Swift UI. It really is just your view models. You're just building your view models, and then you're creating... Uh, like either state, uh, which is a, a concept where the, the data f that is driving your view is just internal to the view, or most of the cases using some kind of um, binding to some other data sources coming from somewhere else outside of Swift UI. And the syntax for that is a little bit, it's not complicated, but it's a little different. Uh, things like dollar signs are involved, <laughs> which, you know, reminds me of Perl, but, you know, it's only one dollar sign, not like an entire screen full of of symbols that make it look like line noise, like Perl. But the uh, the the cool thing here is though that 
you can sit there in Xcode and you can use the the uh, Xcode preview function that they have now called uh, you know previews. You can use Swift UI or which I, I found out today mastering Xcode previews. You can use traditional UI kit stuff as well. You just have to do some mat, do some stuff in there to make it work with previews. But you can do that and you can be writing your code on the left and have it update on the right. And uh but if you're using Swift UI, all of your data is just it's just flowing through your app from your source of truth directly to the UI and there there just isn't an intermediary intermediary view control anymore. And it's just like it's such a it's such a hard thing to get my head around now, even though it shouldn't be because it's simpler, but I am just so used to the whole MVC framework. And I don't think I've heard an Apple presenter say MVC once this whole conference and MVC, MVC, MVC. That's used to be what I heard all the time at WWDC, uh, at least a couple years ago. Anyway, it was just like every, you know, every talk was like, well, we build things with MVC, but no, this is no, there's no model view controller. I did see uh, one of the talks today did mention view models. They use view models heavily when they're designing their app, which is a, a, a good idea that I have used and seen used other places before. But they they really are trying to push a whole new way of developing apps. And I know I keep saying that, and everybody keeps saying that, but as we're at day four now, we got one more day left, it's it's still difficult to fully process all of the changes that are involved here all of the the just the trim the, the completely new approach to doing stuff and it's it's not like they're replacing all of ui kit and app kit and all these other apis but they are kind of providing this whole new way of doing things plus some really well thought out uh integrations so you can you can add this up piecemeal to your existing apps if you want to, uh, uh, or use it in conjunction with other APIs that, you know, uh, that you, that you need something like a controller for or whatever. And it's just, I'm, I'm still not, I still don't have a clear idea in my head. I guess I have to download some of the test code and look at the, their test apps. So I still don't have like a hundred percent clear idea in my head. What does an app look like? When you build it with just Swift UI and com and combine, See, I keep wanting to say combine, which, is, which <laughs> but no, combine. I, I'm still not 100 sure what that app looks like in code and like how is it organized in your in your Xcode, um, you know, like file system and uh, because some of the things and what are like the best practices? Like I was watching the the talk about Xcode previews and it's like sometimes the previews were just set up with the Swift UI view and other times he was doing a creating a preview for like an existing UI kit like view controller and he was creating a separate file that contained a preview. So I, I'm not sure what the best practices are gonna be there and maybe that's outlined the documentation I haven't got to yet. Or maybe we're just gonna have to figure it out as a community. Uh but it's just it's a whole new world. Uh I, I did see one question I had about those Xcode previews from the moment I saw them was like how do you how, how do you uh, like jump around between views you're working on so they have they actually have a clever and very obvious way of dealing with this so if say you have a table view controller you know or, or a list view or whatever they call it in swift ui and you have a view that handles that screen then you have like uh, a view somewhere else that handles just a cell like how do you 
modify the cell and then see a change in the list view. Because normally when you're doing your preview, your preview is of just a piece of, of UI that you're working on. So it would, so if you jump to your cell, you know, Swift UI view, then you're only going to see the cell rendered on the right. You're not going to see it in the context of a big view and like, and say you want to put, you want to put mock data in there so you can see what it looks like. You know, how do you do that? So they said, well, you would go to the, the screen that is your list and you would set up a preview there and you would set up all the mock data and stuff. That particular, uh, like view or that, that particular screen is referencing, you know, the, I think as a, as a binding, a bindable thing, it's referencing that the, the data for that cell, it's using that cell view in there, right? So then what you do is you click a button and you just and pin the preview of the list. Then you jump over to the other file that has the, the actual view cell and you modify it there and it'll get reflected in the list because it's all referencing each other. And I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's clever. But what's even more clever is that you pin it and then you just scroll up, you scroll a little bit and then you'll see the previews for just the cell like you expected to see there originally so they've actually thought this through the workflow for working with swift ui and these previews seems pretty straightforward now there's still the one area that it, it seems that there there isn't an equivalent to um like storyboards and that's navigation so like there doesn't seem like there's any user interface right now that shows the linkages between the different ui layers so if you set up your um swift ui uh like chunk of code and it's in a navigation and it's and you're you're kind of have it navigate to another you know swift ui layer like there's no representation of that in a storyboard you can see them literally connected together with arrows and you can see the layout of your app screens and actually that can be quite useful however since i don't i've never really being a been a big adopter of storyboards i am very much used to the idea of not seeing those connections together visually so uh, i don't know if it's as much of a of a startling thing as it might be for other people but i did notice that and i assume that that'll probably get addressed next year i'll probably have some way in xcode of just visualizing all the the stuff connected together like like a storyboard because it seems like an obvious place that uh they didn't get to yet but i'm still so amazed that they thought about how to integrate uh ui kit and app kit and watch kit stuff and go the other way like you can take swift ui views and you can render them in standard ui kit you know view hierarchy and app kit view hierarchy and then you can take stuff you did in ui kit and you can render it in swift ui and it's just kind of mind-blowing <laughs> all this stuff works and then so much of the technology behind this is just completely usable for ui kit stuff too like you don't even have to be adopting swift ui uh, for building your views if you don't want to or you can swift it very piecemeal but you can still be uh changing code that uses kvo I think, or code that uses Notification Center and stuff, you can use these published subscription type uh, scenarios all over your code base. You can replace it with various forms of combined uh, API calls that all link together, and uh, and it's just kind of uh, it's just kind of crazy. So this combined framework, though, that that underlies everything, it's just it's just kind of difficult to completely grasp how you're supposed to use it. But it is really, really cool. Um, yeah, it's just really cool. It, 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 because it basically lets you centralize, um, as they say in the documentation, lets you centralize your event processing code and lets you avoid things like nested closures or convention-based callbacks. 
which is all very, very true. So there's all – I guess the way they put it in one of the talks is there's all these different mechanisms we have for for one, like, like subscriber, like, like, a, like one view controller, for instance, to, lay, to, like, call back to another one to get information or data or report back a change from the user interface layer and everything. There's different ways of doing that over the years that have built up. You know, there, there was KVO, there was bindings on the Mac, there was, um, uh, you know, the, the delegate methods, there's like target action, all this stuff. And you can kind of, I guess, replace all that stuff with combine. Or what they did was they kind of re-implemented, I think, a lot of these higher level abstractions using combine. So you kind of have like notification center, there's, there's like a new notification center publisher, I think they call it. But it kind of works similarly to Notification Center, but it's not the same anymore because it uses this new framework. Uh, anyway, it's it's hard to explain in a podcast. Obviously, it's hard to even understand when you're looking at it if you haven't actually written the code yet, and I haven't, you know, been able to yet. All this stuff is so new, but I like it. Very very cool. So like that's the biggest takeaway for me for today was Swift UI is huge, but Swift UI is built on top of Combine, and Combine gives you bindings. And bindings and all the stuff they build on top of that are really going to be huge game changers, even if you're not adopting Swift UI. Because the ability to just synchronize your model data with your view layers in various ways, even without using Swift UI, the ability to do that is just remarkable. Like it's something that Mac developers uh, in AppKit have taken advantage of for many years. I remember seeing a talk in uh, Philly Coca, one of our members. Let's talk about how great binding bindable stuff was. It's different bindable than they're talking about this year, but the whole idea of bind, uh, bindings uh, between the data and the UI level, how great that was and everything. Uh, and we haven't had that in iOS, so that's very exciting. Uh, but beyond that today, uh, I actually got to see a lot of stuff today. Um, integrating Swift UI, that was the talk that had a lot of really cool advice about how you go back and forth um, how you leverage your existing code and integrate Swift UI in there. Very, very neat. Um, Xcode previews was a great one uh, that I talked about. I did see advances in networking, like like part one today. I didn't watch part two. And, and part one, was it was kind of boring, frankly. I don't think most of it applied to me. That's why. But they talked about like web sockets. And they talked about um, improvements for mobility. So switching between Wi-Fi and cellular network so basically you should they did that all throughout the system so essentially with ios 13 we should be able to less less often kind of the problem where we walk out of our house and the connection like apple music disconnects or your app messes up because the wi-fi connection is too weak but it hasn't switched over to cellular um so good stuff but not really super applicable to me right now it's kind of boring uh but again in there they talk about uh there was a whole section i think using combined stuff inside uh like and like um url session frame uh you know framework so it it's really cool that like lets you simplify a lot of the common networking code uh, and avoid bugs um what else uh the tomorrow i'm really looking forward to custom views of swift ui because i think that'll be the one to give us the best glimpse of how you do more complicated stuff with swift ui uh and uh yeah so today was really, for me, I think the combined stuff was the most interesting of anything we've seen. Oh, and I finally got around to watching the the uh, shortcuts, uh, parameter, parameter, parameterized shortcuts talk from yesterday. And the one thing I, that bugs me about it is 
I feel like it it doesn't it doesn't look like it it lets you do what I wanted to do, which is just say you know Siri, uh, you know order they use soup as an example in like a soup ordering app. It, they never had an example where I just said order one tomato soup, and then Siri just did it. It was always order soup, and then a conversation started between you and Siri, and I'm like, okay, that's fine, but that's annoying. <laughs> like I like you know there's there's other Siri intents uh, where you can just give it the information like when you're adding something to a to-do list or whatever you can just give it the information in the one voice command and i don't know why that's not a thing that you can apparently not you apparently you can't do it that way it's a little unclear to me uh and i didn't see anything about specifically about media intents and i'm pretty sure they added them this year but i didn't see anything about it yet so i have to to look through because i really hope that i wasn't mistaken about that and that i will be able to just ask uh, Overcast to play whatever, because that's what I want. I mean, you could do that with the built-in podcast app and with Apple Music and just give it the name of a song, give it the name of a podcast when you invoke it and it just works. I want that to work with Overcast. I want that to work with like Spotify and other things. So I didn't see that yet in here, but it's probably in the documentation somewhere if it exists this year. They couldn't fit everything in. Um, Yeah. So... Man, there's just too much going on in this WWC. I think it's going to take me a long time to actually process all this stuff. Uh, really, it's just it's just so so much. Oh man. But it, yeah, the combined stuff. If I, if there was two things, two frameworks you need to look at really carefully as a developer moving forward, and you only had time to focus on two, that would be Swift UI, obviously, and Combine, because you're going to use th- you're going to use Swift UI for building new UI, probably, right? But that, uh, uh, but for all the other work you do besides UI stuff, you're going to end up using Combine, I think, all the time, because it just is a, it just kind of replaces so many other, or you know, mechanisms that we use already. So, or, or it just lets you simplify a whole bunch of things we do already, callbacks and key value observing, all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, that's where I'd focus my attention and probably will. Uh, but that, uh, and the other, and, and then beyond that, I'm really excited about finally getting uh, like a stable version of uh, Mac OS 10.15, what do they call it, Catalina available? Because I'm not installing that on my machine until there's like a solid, stable public public uh, beta. But I'm excited about that about that because I really want to use all the, Swift UI Xcode preview stuff. That's it's not even specific to Swift UI, so the preview stuff. I want to I want to see that. They even demonstrated how you can use previews to render a uh, Objective C. It it requires a full build, like it'll add do a full build to do the preview, so it's not as fast as using Swift based code. Uh, but man, I was like, yes, I have a whole ton of Objective C. If I can use, uh, if I can look at use that that whole mechanism with objective c that'd be awesome because uh it's, it looks like such a better way of dealing with uh building ui than um storyboards or nib files or anything it's just so much more fluid and faster iteration uh very nice okay uh okay so i'm gonna leave you with that i think tomorrow's the last day and i'm gonna say my things i am most looking forward to for the last day of WWDC this year. Hmm. I haven't looked at any AR kit stuff, so I really need to get around to that. But I'm probably saying it's going to be build custom views of Swift UI tomorrow morning 
or afternoon here. And uh, see, Friday's a day that kind of slows down. But beyond that one, maybe in-app purchases using server-to-server notifications. I'm not sure what that is, but in-app purchases are always a pain. Um, indoor maps. Eh. Swift UI on all devices. So there's not a whole lot tomorrow beyond that that one Swift UI, custom views with Swift UI. That's the one I'm most interested in. And I might check out the NFC enhancements right at the end of the day. Uh, beca- uh, because I've been waiting for years for certain NFC things to be in there. And and then the very last talk tomorrow is going to be designing and building great shortcuts. So I'll probably check that one out. But that's going to be it for today, for this episode, uh, for Thursday, June 6th. You can uh, get a hold of me directly on Twitter at Stolten. You can find social media links, archive of previous episodes, including all the other WWC ones, at the website dailycronpodcast.com. So I hope you're having a great WWC. Talk to you tomorrow. Later.